Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, as always, David, Max. We're here. The gang's here. It's great. All right. Um, kind of a strange mood at the moment. Uh, yeah, both you, uh, both you guys made it to the Derby, so we'll we'll get into how all that went, and I'll tell you about my uh, my very different viewing experience to yours. So we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we got a we got a pretty you know pretty good show going on this uh, this time for for you podcasters out there just to run this down. Uh, we're gonna start with our derby reaction, then we'll go into uh, Yannick Bellassi. He played today, so we'll talk about how he did, maybe how he fits into the Everton team coming back. Um, next, we'll go into a lot of transfer rumors. There are a lot of them right now. It's December, and we're allowed. All right, uh, some of them are gonna be just not true at all and some of them may end up being on point we'll see all right and lastly we'll do a newcastle preview because we have them on wednesday all right now that we've got the summary out of the way the table of contents is finished darby was yesterday guys you were both there i'm super envious who wants to go first okay max okay (laughs) Only because right. I'm interested to see what Max Max's opinion was. Yeah, right. And I, you know what? I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm still trying to figure it out in my head because when I was watching the game, and like while I was at the game, my opinion of the like my opinion of what happened have completely changed. So this morning, I mean, it might just be the hangover, but this morning, I just kind of looked at it differently because when when I was at the game. And obviously, with all the build-up, you know, getting coming back down to Liverpool, you know, being at the pub or things like that, you get you get kind of really riled up and really, you know, you're really anticipating that a derby game, and you know, derby games should be hard hitting, and you should be, you know, first to every ball, willing to prove a point almost. So, like, obviously, that's not what we did, really. We we. we sat back and it was almost as if Sam said to the players the main aim here is to just stop them from scoring at all costs and if, if a chance comes our way a chance comes our way so it's not as if we it really didn't seem like we had any plan to attack or get forward at all because every kind of any attacking move just came from a long ball which is kind of the the characteristic it characteristic. I can't even get me weird. It just characteristic. Characteristics of a big Sam team. Thank you very much, David. So, it's yeah. it's very rare that I help anybody grammatically. To be fair, so <laughs> I'm going to probably save that clip and put it in my highlight reel. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm hung over me the, the way it is, but it, yeah, it was weird because. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it personally. That's not the way I want to see Everton play. But looking back on it, it was a good point away from home. All right. I want to get more into what you were starting to get into there because I had a feeling you were going to have some negativity based on what you had said last week in our Derby preview. Um, mm. So I want to get more into that a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion of Big Sam's tactics 
and how all that shook out. All right, I want to want to get to that in a bit. Um, David, um, see, I'm at that stage where I've had so many bummins over there that I was almost relieved to come out with anything. And see, I've had a, I've had a similar debate to what Max was saying there with a mate of mine regarding the tactics and. One thing I think is getting overlooked a little bit is I don't necessarily think that we we wanted to play the way we did yesterday. I have no doubt that we wanted to d- defend and try and hit them on the counter. But I think the issue was the mental block that we talked about so much was there to be seen. The players looked petrified. You know, Davis looked really struggled in the game. Nias looked overwhelmed. He couldn't he, he couldn't control the ball. He couldn't seem to hold anyone off. I think he just looked petrified again. Um, I think that was a big factor to how the, how the game actually panned out. Um, you know, it, it, everyone's been talking about the tactics, but I do th- think it was once again that mental block that kind of put in the performance that we did. And I think when you go a goal behind, I said at half-time, I don't think we're obviously going to win the game from here. So I've almost been looking at this game and this cup game coming up as almost like a two-part film. I feel like that was the that was the first part. And I said, if we can just get a draw here tonight, I think they'll have a bit more confidence then. And then going into that second game, we can then look to get the victory. Since we've already gotten into it, that was going to be my second question. But, uh, but since we've already gotten into it, uh, Big Sam's tactics, all right? Um, yeah. I was watching the game. You were both there, all right? Yeah. Um, I was not actually in my home, which is where I normally watch games, on the television, on the couch, all right? We were actually out of town, me and my wife. We were, we were visiting a friend in a small town, different part of North Carolina, and so I took my computer and watched it on the computer, all right? Sitting there in my shirt, <laughs> my wife beside me, uh-huh. my, my buddy my buddy Kyle, who's who played American football in high school, and he's a big football fan, but big big American football fan, baseball fan, hockey fan, doesn't watch any soccer, all right, or football, mm. doesn't watch any football. Yeah. And so, uh, and then my buddy Devin's there, and he doesn't watch any sports. He hates them. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm there, and it's sort of the the so the people here. Courtney, my wife, is probably the one who watches Everton the most. Um, so she's seen this before. But I'm sitting here watching the Derby, and I'm yelling at my computer. <laughs> I'm I'm screaming, I, and, I, and you know, certain moments like Henderson goes down. I'm yelling at the computer, uh, <laughs> and it's just I don't know the fact that we played so defensive. It was really not a good advertisement for people who don't watch us often. You know, it wasn't like. Uh, great marketing, if you will. Like, if, if you if you were saying, "Oh, let's watch this game," I know you'll love it. I couldn't. I can't say that after that one. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, when we got our penalty, though, um, I think I provided entertainment for my friends as I <laughs> as I jumped up and did dirty things to a display cabinet that was nearby. Uh, it was, yeah, I. I did it afterward. I think everybody was appalled yet amused. Yeah. I just couldn't help it. The fact that I yeah. I knew we were going to give it to Wayne. I knew he's Wayne Rooney. I knew he's going to make it because he's Wayne Rooney. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. so yeah, man. Uh, so I was I was torn because I was like, you know what? They're inefficient right now. They're getting shots, but they're all blasting into the stands. 
you know, we are keeping them away from the goal for the most part. All right. That's different for us. You know, (laughs) one of the first things they said was Sam's going to stabilize the defense. So to be fair in that game, that happened, right? Yeah, that did happen. But man, guys, it was uh, the whole time. You're just kind of like, when is somebody going to take this game to the scruff? When is that going to happen? And nobody really from our squad, I, our attacks, every single one broke down anytime we got anywhere close to the box. And it was real. It was just bad passing, uh, bad composure. Uh, it just seemed like our offense, our attack, we weren't prepared for it. Yeah, it's almost like we spent the whole time, you know, training for defensive struggle, which wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. You yeah, know? Um, I I I feel like, with the exception of their goal, um, I think I think if because right, what what annoyed me about their goal was Martina. Again, it might be a, might be down to him playing on that left hand side, which we all know isn't ideal because he just doesn't really look comfortable there. But he just he got he got he got sucked in too tight, and you know if, if you get if you go too tight against a player like Salah, he, he he's going to take it past you and he's going to pull off something like he did. So that out of the whole ninety minutes, that is a real downside because, as you said, Jerry, the the main arm. Ambition of Sam really is to you know try and tie up that defence, and like like I said before, it really did seem like our our game plan was to to defend, 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 and if a chance comes our way, then so be it. So if Martina would have done the right thing there, stood off him a little bit, maybe tried to show him out, then maybe they don't get the goal, and maybe it's nil nil for the rest of the game, and then when we get that penalty, we got we go one nil up. And you know, at the after the after that ninety minutes, we're saying, "Oh, that was an absolute master plan by Sam." Yeah, bit of a bit of a rhyme going on as well. So, like, you know, it's just that 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 looking back on it, their goal, we Martina could have handled them a lot better, and it would have reflected a lot better on the team. But as as you say, Dave, David, like when. When we got the ball to feet, and when we were looking to counter attack, the players looked like rabbits in headlights. Really, um, Davies in particular, he couldn't hold the ball for more than five seconds without getting ran over and getting the ball took off him. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree to that extent that the mentality, the, the mentality, <coughs> well, the loser mentality, kind of did show. Yeah, yeah. In, I think, yeah. I think on another day we we still could have lost that game about three or four nil. If I'm being totally honest, and you know they did only have three shots on target, which everyone's pointed out. But um, yeah, I, I did. I, I, I'm one thing I will say. I, I agree. By the way, I thought the, he was Martinez was really weak for the goal. People saying there was a foul on him. I don't think it was. I think he was just really weak in the in the challenge. But I think now is probably a good time while we're talking about him to give him some credit because. Salah, it looks to me like he could be the next Suarez. He's in that kind of form. Um, and to try and deal with him as well as he, he did all afternoon, albeit for the goal, I thought he done quite well. As considering his limitations as well, because we know he's not that great. He's he's not he's not probably even Premier League quality, is he? So he, he done okay, I thought. Um, but yeah, the whole game, it was that. we, we could, I, I, I was so... 
pissed off that we couldn't seem to do, put together more than five passes. And then Pickford was absolutely killing us with that quick goal, like a quick out of his hands the way he does to Calvert Loon, but he just couldn't keep it, it, it was on the pitch. Yeah, every yeah. time, and we we were just really under the caution. Yeah, it was it was it was painful to watch, and you do think if that would have finished one 0 how furious would we have been at how we played? But it didn't. The game plan worked. I think they'll take a lot of confidence out of that now going into that cup game, and I genuinely am confident that we might get something out of that now. I think we'll see a different Everton Everton performance. It's 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 strange because when you're watching, when I was watching that, I mean it was frustrating. However. You know what? I took a lot of confidence from the fact that I was like, you know what? We're playing against one of the most potent offensive, like, attacking squads in the league. All right? So the fact that we were able to make sure that they weren't getting shots on goal, and one of their three shots on goal was a free kick at the top of the box from Coutinho. You know? And Pickford made a nice save on it. (coughs) Late in the second half, yeah. wasn't it? And so, really, yeah. it would have only been two shots on goal if you didn't yeah. count the free kick, you know? So, I think defensively, we were sound. I actually was paying attention to our defense for the majority of the game because I knew that's what Sam was doing, you know? And you guys knew it, too. So, when you're watching that, it's it's different. Uh, when you know for a fact you're trying to just it's, – it's almost like uh, – like a little bit like Muhammad Ali, the way he used to bring people in and just take a bunch of punches, wear you out, and then maybe late, 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 just ah, you know, catch them, you know, catch them out, <laughs> catch them not looking, you know, wait till they're frustrated and tired, and then catch them on the break. But the thing is, we weren't really catching much on the break. You know what I mean? Like they, I thought they looked like they defended well because we were putting the ball to their feet often. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. Calvert Lewin, wasn't it? Every time, just pump it up to him and see what he can do, and it. Uh, they did that. They handled it quite well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But remember, remember what what the three of us were saying last week, which I think was was perfect. I know he scored in the first half, but we did say, didn't we? We don't want to concede in the first half an hour, twenty yeah. minutes, because they'll obliterate us. Then our let's go. Was at the game, you know, it, it was that, it, it, after you mentioned that, it kind of made sense to me because if you look back on all the games where we ended up getting battered, yeah, so we. Conceding early t- tends to be like a trend. Yeah. So as I was watching, I was just thinking, just don't concede early, don't concede. Yeah. Early. It's okay if we're not playing perfect, but you know, just don't concede early. And as I said before, that just, that just goes to show how much that Salah goal wound me up, really, because yeah, I just, I just wanted us to see it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think even though they were one 0 at this point, so the ag- broke us down. You know what I thought was a massive moment in the chat in the in the game, and it was because we'd frustrated them for so long. That Mane one where he goes through in on goal, and all he had to do was square it, and he kind of done this half shot cross thing and wasted it with his weak foot. Yeah. I think if they concede with one of the first attacks and they're tearing us apart, I think he just passes that back. They score again, and we just get obliterated. But just that little bit of doubt, I think, and it, you know, he's probably thinking, "What should I do? What should I do?" And just that little bit of panic, I think, caused them to fluff that. And in the end, that was a big chance wasted. If they would have yeah. went two 0 there, they would have won comfortably. So, yeah. I, I, now you've mentioned that Mane, I just want to add to your point earlier when you know you were praising Martina, which yeah. I, I do agree with. He, he, he did really well. <laughs> Um, I think John Joe Kenny on the other side deserves a lot of credit as well for yeah, getting, 
man well it, i would say man mark and man eight but the interchange all the time don't they you know Solanke, no. Mane and mm-hmm. on the other side they were kind of all swapping and, and changing over and that that, that obviously as, we, as we've seen you know that causes a lot of problems for defences because they can't cope with the constant movement but <laughs> yeah. Rooney was Rooney dropped deep and was on the same side as John Joe and you know Rooney was helping out as well but yeah him, as well as Martina I think John Joe Kenny deserves a lot of credit for yeah. Keep them composed and not lunging in at any moment, really. So, Here we say that whole defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To be fair. Uh, so here's where I'm standing on this. All right. I thought about it when the game was finished. All right. Because we didn't, we didn't look stellar. You know, we didn't really have many chances on goal. And the fact that I, I hear a lot of people saying that was one of the most lopsided draws, you know, that I've seen. Uh, I mean, these are true things. They're true. However, however, we finished that match, and I wasn't pissed off. I wasn't angry. Um, now, I, I didn't go out and celebrate because we 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 tied that one because we got one point. I didn't celebrate it. Um, <laughs> frankly, it would have been weird. I would have had to drive three hours after celebrating. That's insane. But 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 I I didn't. But you know what? I I I wasn't. I, I felt good about life. I didn't feel too bad. So I don't think I mind a defensive mm. game plan like that as bad as I thought I would. You know? Yeah. You get annoyed during the game, but as long as you feel like there's a plan in place, there's yeah. something that kind of makes you feel, I don't know, comforted that, that they yeah. actually have some, they've got some pieces in motion. You know? Mm. Like so, something that I kind of mentioned before, um, there's kind of, there's two kind of ways to look at this game. I think you can have, you can look at it <coughs> a Merseyside derby, and you know if, you, if you're an Evertonian you, for a Merseyside derby, you want to see your team go all out. You want to see you know you want to see us match Liverpool in for every ball and put in an equally, if not better, performance than then. But the other way of looking at it is going away from home against a team that's fourth, you know, and we we rarely haven't had the greatest of seasons. So, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the way we that that's the way we kind of looked at it after the game. It, you know, it, it's a it's a good point. You know, I know we've had a, a turnaround in results as of late, but you know, you've got to take a step back and you've got to, You've got to think. You know, a few weeks ago, would you have really expected to get a point out of this game? You know, you'd expect you'd expected to get beat like four or five nil. So. Yeah. yeah, that's the, the the way I think the way that most Evertonians look at it now is coming away from home against a team that's probably going to get Champions League again this season. So, I just but. think this particular fixture, no matter where they are in the league, is Everton's hardest fixture away from home. Like, I, I, I don't... I, you could go... I, I think City City away, the way they are now, is still an easier fixture because I just think Everton are just so petrified when they get out there. So, you know, to get a point, yeah. And then you add on to the fact that the, the scoring for fun... You know, it was like twelve in the in the last two games, wasn't it? I mean, I, it, it is a good point. I, or I think if we would have created even a handful more chances, we would have said that was a tactical masterpiece and a very good point. But because we were so lackluster going forward, we are kind of being a bit critical. But uh, prime example, I, this wasn't my start of seeing it today. But when we got before nil under Martinez, we had. 59% possession that day. 
Mm-hmm. We had 21 yesterday and drew 1-1. I know which results I prefer. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the, the Reds, uh, some's, I mean, they call us the bitters. They must be the most bitter fan base in the country because we could go on all day about it, but they've drew one all. They haven't even been beat and you think the world had ended. They, yeah. they, they want you to go there and just open up so they can play they want the, the way they want to play. Well, it doesn't work like that. Why would we do that? You know, we're not stupid. We can acknowledge that they're a good team going forward. So if they think we're just going to go there and try and outplay them and open the defence up, the thick is pig shit. But they are anyway, aren't they? I'm fucking... I made up. We got something out of it. Sorry. So, <laughs> so David, David, I'm going to need you to be a little bit, a little bit more honest. Yeah, off the fence. You know what I mean? You just, you're yeah. just not committing. You're holding back. Yeah, I know. Enough Sorry. of this. I know. Right? I'm normally very, very together, but as I said, I just think they're fucking ridiculous at times. The way they, uh, the way they go on, like the, the way they think that they have a divine right to let us just kind of you play the way we want you to play, and then we'll beat you that way. And if you don't do that, then oh, you use a shit. And yeah, the most people who said you use a shit use are you know I'm like. Well, why didn't you beat us comfortably then? End of the day, that it's that simple, isn't it? It was shit. Go and batter them. You don't, you don't, you don't see any, you don't see any Liverpool fans or Liverpool reporters complimenting, you know, for that, on that defensive performance, given how good they are going forward. Yeah. You, don't, you don't see anyone going out, you know, given the way that we've been lately, you know, credit to Everton for their defensive display. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, you know, we'll gladly turn round and go. Listen, they've got probably got the best attack in the country, so. Just as I said, it it's genuinely a sour grapes. I know we I know we all get a bit like arsey after the, after the derbies and stuff, but you can't be sitting there crying because we didn't play the way they wanted to play. End of the day, we're allowed to get results. They're allowed to get results. They thought we'd steamrollers. They couldn't do it. Simple as that. If they were that good, they, it doesn't matter if you got eleven men behind the ball. You picked them off, and they couldn't do it. The defense was too good for them. So on to the next one. So we have to. <laughs> Uh, something that's something that kind of surprised me is when starting lineups came out, yeah. and you see who Klopp has has started with. Okay, he's got Coutinho on the bench, he's got Firmino on the bench, and he played. I believe he played both of them earlier in the week in their Champions League match against a team that they they actually did steamroll. Um, mm. So, as I was watching, I noticed after they got a one zero lead. I think Salah put one, uh, you know, a, a shot just outside the 18, like <coughs> skied it, and, I, and they, they they cut to Klopp, and he's laughing. And I said, I, I literally yelled at my computer, <laughs> because I was like, I was like, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's laughing because it's not tied anymore, because they're ahead 1-0, because he's not scared, he's not worried yeah, he's about not this worried. fixture, yeah. he's not worried about this, you know. And so then later on. We get a goal. All of a sudden, attitudes change. All of a sudden, he's not laughing at the mistakes anymore. Ha <laughs> you put it in the stands. No. You know? And so that's the thing. So I, I, and then his, his post-game tirade where he asks all the journalists, how many of you thought that was a, was a PK? And PK. PK alert. <laughs> 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 no, <next one. laughs> uh, so and and apparently all the journalists raised their hands. I think yeah. Lavren was talking to Dominic King 
And Dominic King apparently thought it was thought it was a PK, and Lovren yeah. accused him of being an Everton supporter when Dominic King is yeah. a Liverpool supporter, and so yeah. it was just it was just kind of kind of funny, and and so I, I I understood Lovren a little bit, but Klopp, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? I think Klopp is extra pissed because he didn't roll with his starters, he didn't roll with yeah, his course. best team. He thought he was going to walk into that. Keep it tight, and then maybe throw the throw his other players on later on, just in case, you know. And so, I don't know, man. Was I'm thinking his reaction was a result for him feeling stupid for getting his team wrong. Yeah, it was. He is. I mean, I, the only thing I put down to, I, I said maybe he's put more physical plays in because he's expecting us to try and kick them out the game. But uh, they weren't particularly physical, were they? The players who come in, and I think that was it. I think he's got it wrong because that that. Front- four have been unbelievably lethal over these past few, few weeks why would you break that up and equally even as game management I thought was poor like uh, who was who else was relieved when Salah was coming off the pitch when it was still 1-0 he was the most dangerous player on there and I thought fucking hell fantastic I made up he's coming off um, and yeah I think it, it is it, I think it is his own frustrations I know a lot of the Reds and these aren't the knobhead ones these are the good ones who have had a good chat with they, they were like yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why he's played that team. Stupid. It, it's it's Everton. It's the derby. It's, it's like it's our biggest game this season. We've got West Brom through the week, and he's saving plays with that. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's part of the circus act. I think in BE, yeah. and I mean I've 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 followed him for most of his career. You know, and I I I, I don't I don't dislike him at all. Like uh, I followed him when when he was a Dortmund. You know, and he you know he gave me respect while he was a Dortmund. So yeah. this is me slagging him off. It just he kind of expects his managerial career to kind of, you know, be some sort of, like, circus where everything goes his way. and The limelight. Yeah, yeah, like, the uh, <coughs> you know, what Jerry mentioned earlier, the whole hands up if you think it was a pen thing. Like, you know, who, who pulled that off at a press conference? Yeah, I know. It, he, it, 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 it's like it was endearing at first and they, they were all loving it. Oh, this, this funny gym, he's come over because everyone knew about him before they come. And it was a bit like Mourinho-esque. And I don't know if you remember what, when Mourinho first came for those first two years. He was untouchable. Oh, this Portuguese guy, he's unbelievable. He's fantastic. But soon the act wears off a little bit and the mask has started to come down already. A lot of media asking questions. And look at Mourinho now. Anything he does, he gets absolutely slated for. Mm-hmm. And I think Klopp will be the same if he sticks around long, long enough. See, like you, David, yeah. I thought his team at first. I was thinking he's resting, he's resting his guys because he thinks this is an easy game. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's really cold and snowing. Yeah. I was like, so maybe he's playing his physical players because maybe he's worried that his Brazilians are not going to play as well in that weather. Yeah. And you, they showed. I told my wife that, and she said, oh, that makes sense. And they showed a shot of Coutinho. Wrapped up on the bench, like covered <laughs> yeah. up, and you could only see like this part of his face. And she goes, "That was Coutinho." I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, but maybe that's why I'm not playing." <laughs> you know, but but honestly, I don't think it was a weather thing or a, I think it was him. Try maybe maybe it was a rest thing, but it also he was. A, I think if they were playing City, those guys would have yeah. been in. Mm. You know, and that's where I get. Uh, I, yeah. I I'm kind of psyched that he that he was looking past us. You know, disrespect us. That's cool. That's cool. We'll we'll take a point. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, you shouldn't. Un- 
the Everton's record has been poor. There, we we don't need to keep going on and on about it. We know it more than anyone. But end of the day, it's still a derby day. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it. I don't know. Maybe for the outer towners, I don't know if they maybe see United as a bigger game because they're surrounded by maybe other United fans because they're, they're probably two of the biggest supporter clubs in the country. But for the locals, they hate Everton. Even when they're shit, they still hate them. So that's their biggest game this season. And they're going to see that as they threw away two points. They could have, you know, against a team that hasn't played well this year. Yeah. So, quick question before we wrap up. Uh, is Big Sam in Klopp's head? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Particularly in the complete contrast, the way the way both of them were after the game, you know. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I just, I loved it. You know, when Sam got the microphone and was like, you know, was it a penalty? Of course it was. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm not sure. I'll have to look back on it. It's a, you know, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say, his press yeah. conferences have been blob. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I, the same stuff that I used to maybe kind of find annoying and obnoxious when he was uh, the manager of other teams. Now I'm sitting there like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say. That's right, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I will say I think he's. Uh, I feel safer than I did before. Maybe that's yeah. the best way to say it. You know, somebody's yeah. somebody's actively putting plans together. They're being they're being pragmatic. You yeah. know, um, so yeah, and uh, I think it's been pointed out. Sammy Lee did celebrate, so that's a thing that yeah, happened. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So. Well, um, I don't know if we're moving on, but just quickly, everyone's opinion on the uh, the penalty. I think it was soft, but it was a penalty. The penalty, you can't, you can't, you know, we're talking about it. If, he, if he's trying to put pressure on, put your hands out, you know, you, yeah, the way everybody does. Yeah. I, I, that was just another excuse, wasn't it, really, for them? Because and I, I think it was obviously a penalty. If you look at that one particular angle from behind the goal, it looks like he goes down slightly easy. But if you look at the one the referee had and every other angle available, you can just see the two hands push him down, he goes down, it's stonewall penalty. And end of the day, whether it was a penalty, it wasn't a penalty. It was a penalty, and yeah. we scored it. So, yeah. see, when it finished, uh, my, you know, uh, by the way, Phil Neville in the American feed. All right, I want to tread lightly and not to talk too much smack. But all he did the entire rest of the game was complain that it should not have been a penalty, and that DCL simulated. He just, that's all he talked about the entire rest of the game. And, you know, with respect to a former player, I, I would say uh, maybe give it a rest, you know, because, yeah. because he's this, he was one of the guys who was really given Neos hell, you know? Yeah, he's, he, do, he does my head in Phil Neville. Yeah. He's part of one of the most popular job Everton teams. <laughs> yeah. This is an field. Yeah. That we've probably never seen, so... So, keep keep it quiet. I think the difference between Neos and DCLs, though, by the way, Neos here was contact, contact, but it looked like he actually emphasized it more. DCL looked like there was contact, and he fell, losing his balance, naturally. So, have we given this enough time, guys? Our reaction, which is kind of a, eh, that was okay. That was all right, right? 
Um, mm. Anyway, all right. This is a, a little news item. It's kind of great for for the Everton folks. Um, Yami Pelosi played today. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, U23 match against Leicester. Um, uh, he came in like the 60 something minute mark, and it came yeah. it came in for is his name Ad Adneron or Adaneron, the kid from Fulham we just yeah. bought I think. Um, came in yeah. for him, and uh, yeah, apparently looked strong, looked powerful, and looked uh, looked solid for his first game back. All right. Um, so guys, have you heard anything about about his performance? Any kind of random folks talking about it or? Not not much, but as as you say, you know, obviously, you know, get being the positive, you know, of looking strong and looking powerful. I think that's um, that's one of the main points I think to take out of his performance. You know, obviously, it's great to see him playing, but for people to mention that he does look strong, he looks powerful, he looks steady on his feet. You know, that, that that's the type of thing that you want to hear, particularly after such a hard injury. So mm-hmm. as long as he kind of doesn't lose those physical attributes that we all know that he's had. And, he, you know, because he, he showcases them on multiple occasions, and he has done for Crystal Palace. So, you know, as long as he doesn't lose the, his strength and his, or and he doesn't lose a yard of pace or whatever, you know, I think we'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were winning 1-0 when he came on, and we got beat 2-1. Um, that, that is a thing so, that happened. Yeah. But no, I'm sure they had no part in that. Yeah, it was just nice to see him back. I think... At his best, he can be lethal, especially for Everton. Um, and we, we that old cliche that'll be like a new signing, but it really will because we only had a few months of him before he got that long-term injury, um, and we we got to see what he could do then. So fingers crossed, he comes back as Max said, as strong as yeah. strong as he was before. And I think if he does, we've got a good player on our hands. Um, right now, I think uh, our lineup. Um, uh, Big Sam seems uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But from what I can tell, he's been liking to run this four-one-four-one formation. All right, four in the back, then Gay. All right, and then your four-four mids with uh, you know Davies and Rooney or Schneiderlin instead of Davies, uh, Sigurdsson <coughs> on the left, uh, <coughs> Lennon on the right, and uh, DCL up top. That's I think based on. The past few games, I think I, you would say maybe that's that's Big Sam's preferred option. Um, if Belasi's back, where does he where does he fit in? Does he slot in instead of Lennon, or or does Lennon play over him? No, oh, I, I I I agree. I think you know it it's it, it pretty much a like for like. I know I know um, Belasi was a lot stronger, um, but yeah, it's pretty much a like for like there. I mean that. It just pretty much means Lennon being dropped to the bench, which you know, hopefully doesn't diminish his minutes too much yeah. because you know, we've, we've seen how much of a, an impact he can have over you know the whole team. But yes, yeah. yeah, I think it's just pretty much slotting in in place of Lennon, which you know, it is good I think because we're not having to accommodate wildly or shift the team out too much to slot him in. So, you know, like you say, David, he'll, he'll come in like a new sign and, and there's a position there for him. Yeah. I think as well, if there's one thing you learn throughout the season is 
you never, never have your full squad fit, do you? So I think there'll be a lot of occasions where it won't be so much as of a selection dilemma because for whatever reason, everybody won't be fit. So there'll be plenty of time for him to come in. But yeah, I think he's got to come in over Lennon, but there's plenty, still plenty of opportunities for Lennon to play in the first team, especially on the form he's been, if he can keep it up. Um, but don't you, I think Lennon now is a fantastic like wing back player and defensively uh, the defensive winger he can do really well uh, but I think he's lost a bit of that attack and talent that he had when he was a, a bit younger um, whereas Balassi still is very explosive going forward isn't he so they're almost two different players yeah. Um, so, may, yeah, so maybe it varies who we're playing what type of game we're going to play what's the game plan and then we can decide from there you know, yeah. you know, it's funny, like when Balassi came in, the rumor was you're getting a powerful, skilled player who doesn't have much end product. That's, that's what I kept hearing, you know, that his, uh, his crossing ability wasn't pinpoint, his shooting was not terrific. Um, however, when he came in and he, when he was starting on that right side, his right-footed crosses going, he put a lot to Lukaku and he actually did well. I actually thought his crossing, for the most part, was pretty pretty good, and that's an as- aspect of Lennon's game that I actually think is is not the best. Is but what Lennon does really well is cut in and do a lot of short play one twos with with DCL or with whoever else is in the middle there, and that's what I you know Lennon's good at defense and he's good at that short play. Bolasie's better at at beating people on the run. And just being able to make sure he doesn't get shoved off the ball, and I feel like his, I feel like it just depends on what kind of game we want to play. Do we want to attack the flanks or do we want to cut in? You know what I mean? So I like it. We've got options. That's what you're supposed to have. You know the the idea that oh wow we've got two players that can start on the wing now. That's badass. You know yeah. what a good problem. Um, and we're not used to it. It is it is nice and comforting to be able to say these are our starters. We know. There are starters. These are our best. But at the same time, if you've got two players that can attack teams in different ways, flexibility, you know? Yeah. I think Definitely. Oh, coming in might benefit Calvert-Lewin as well because Calvert-Lewin, he, he has improved a lot lately, I'd say, but he's still trying to find his identity as a forward. I think, you know, you don't know whether he's the, you know the traditional big number nine. Even, you know, we've seen how many headers he's won and, you know, but still, they don't seem to go anywhere even though he's right. winning them. So with Balassi coming in, you know, you might, it might, the attack might be a lot more structured. So, you know, I think if they can kind of develop, develop something along the lines with what Balassi had with Lukaku, so maybe it's down to like the two of them in chain and saying, listen, we're just going to practice, you know, different types of balls into the box and try and try and get your head on them or try and alive late and, and knock it in. You know, so I think it'll it Balassi coming back will benefit DCL a lot. You know I agree. You know, and one other person we're not even mentioning is Lookman. Because he's a he's a thing too. <laughs> mm. The dominant display he had last week. So uh, <laughs> nice headache. Uh so yeah, Yala. On his way back, good things. We're happy about this, you know? Uh, what a nice guy, right? What a good attitude, nice guy. If he's anywhere close to being uh, having the same athleticism he had before, good things, everybody. All right? I uh, feel like we've handled this, guys. Covered it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Radio. All right. And we need to talk some transfer rumors because there are a lot of them. We're going to try to try to be doing this at least once a week from now through the rest of the window. All right. Um, yeah. So let's start with the biggest name that we're seeing in the news. Uh, Dortmund kind of wants to get rid of Obama Yang. All right. Um, so uh, and he kind of wants to leave uh, maybe because they're not looking too good. Seems like there's some some friction. All right. So. Guys, uh, apparently also we had somebody at their game watching them play. So we don't know if this is a real rumor that we're interested or not. Uh, and apparently Allardyce, when questioned about it, said we're possibly interested. So uh, is this a smokescreen? Is this likely? What the heck's going on? I think, like you say, I think it's you know, just a possibility. I just think it's a smokescreen, really. I think... Aubameyang's ambitions as a player, I think he's made that very clear over the last few years that I think the only place he's going to move from Dortmund will be Real Madrid. At the moment, Real Madrid show efficient interest in him. So, yeah, I can't see that one happening, obviously. I think the the one place I can only ever see him going really from Dortmund is Real Madrid. Mm. I think it's very much a far-head machinery. That's such a good <laughs> call. Target. I'm not that not necessarily an Everton one. Um, yeah, I just don't think Everton at that level now. He he could easily be considered as one of the elite in the world. And um, yeah, Everton aren't there at the moment. Hopefully someday, but not right now. And yeah, I I don't think that will come off at all. I think as Max said, he's going to go to one of, one of the 0.1 percent clubs who are hmm. up there competing for everything in in Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, we were talking about this off camera. It seems pretty clear that Everton's probably interested and that Moshiri may be one of the main reasons we are probably interested. Um, but um, possibly uh, it doesn't really look likely that, that he's actually going to want to come to us. Maybe if we were higher up in the table, um, maybe if we had a manager that he had a history with. Um, those are factors that kind of make somebody want to go to a team that maybe is not fighting for Champions League. But... Um, yeah, uh, thinking this one probably is not going to come off. But, you know, hey, ambition, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Let's, yeah. you know. Sl- slightly unrealistic ambition. You know. Simeone type setup. But we- we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with those rumors. Like, yeah. If we, if, uh, if we fire enough fishing lines out at some of these big names, maybe one will bite one day and then they might bring another one and then, you know. I'm sure that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also worth noting that he's not really the big target man that everybody says Big Sam would want. Uh, he's more – actually, he's kind of in line with the kind of striker we already have in DCL, except he may yeah. be, you know, a little. he's just a little bit more clinical – a lot more clinical and experienced and all that stuff. All right? So, anyway. All right. So, next – Center back. We know that we need to get by a center back. We know that's a thing. All right? Uh, this is a name we've been linked to before. However, uh, it was it was turned down initially, and this led to us buying Ashley Williams. Uh, yeah. Sunderland's own Lamina Kone. All right? Um, I can tell from your faces you're, you're excited about this prospect. 
right? Yeah. I'm reading you correctly, right, guys? Well, we've never spoke about it. Never, but, never. Uh, definitely didn't speak about it when it wasn't recording. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we are definitely not re-recording this whole segment. This definitely uh, isn't the second time we've done this because one of our recording <laughs> devices wasn't working. I mean, um, that's random. Wow. <laughs> Why would you think that? Um, yeah, I think he's in, he's been in a terrible Sunderland side for a while now. They've got a real losing mentality. Uh, they got relegated and they're struggling in the championship as well. I'd I, I done a piece on Sunderland a couple of months ago when Grayson was still in charge and a lot of the, the fans were saying that, you know, they, they take four or five million for them now, where there's last year they turned down 20. Uh, so probably gives you an idea of where he, he is out of play for them to be wanting him to leave, considering how bad they are. Then mm. for me, that's alarm bells. Uh, it doesn't sound like maybe he's the player that we were going to buy um, last year. So yeah, I'm not entirely excited about this one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like you say, David, I mean, so, I know Sunderland, have been dire over the, over the last few years, you know, being relegated and still struggling in the championship. But I, I, I wouldn't completely shut it out. I mean, I know we've we discussed it before. I feel like reinforcements at centre-back, you know, <coughs> would be handy for us. Because, you know, you, we've seen how easy it is for, you know, we're ageing at the back as well. You know, Ashley Williams, Phil Jagielka. So... It, I wouldn't shut it out completely because, you know, obviously he's worked with Allardyce before and I, I always kind of refer to that game, that last game that Allardyce had in charge at Sunderland where, you know, they absolutely tore us apart and I think Corne got two from corners. Yep. And, you know, it, it, it'd, be, it'd be nice to kind of have such a threat from from set pieces and from corners. So, you know, if he, if he can bring that and if, he's, if he gets played, you know, I, I wouldn't be against that but you know as you say David his form and Sunderland form you know it's not not matching our desires really so yeah mm. uh, positive no let's go negatives negatives uh, he's part of a Sunderland team that's not looking good his form has not been good he's not very tall and he's not a left-sided center back all right. Also, there's rumors that his attitude was not great after his move fell through, and it makes gives you a little pause. All right. However, positives are when he was playing his best, he was playing under Sam. All right. Um, additionally, uh, he plays bigger than he actually is in terms of height because he's wide. He's a very strong guy. He's a very physical player. All right. Um, and, uh, and he, I don't know, guys, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of other positives other than he's, he's stronger than w- right now. Uh, I think he would be stronger than any of our other center backs in terms of strength. You know, yeah. he would give us another physical, I mean, Mason Holgate's back there right now. He's playing awesome. He's just not, he's not filled out yet, you know, but he looks so good. If Sam can get a tune out of Holgate right now, when he's not really filled out yet, I'd be curious to see what he could do with someone whose body is already ready that he's worked with before. But the problem is the attitude thing gives me pause. You know, I don't know, guys. I'm, I, I, I'm, I think I'm a mixture of both of you guys. 
You know, not really excited about it, but if it happens, it's one of those things where you got to have faith in Walsh and Sam and think that they'll be able to make it work. That's that's all yeah. I got on that, though. You know, um, and I don't even know if it's going to happen. This might not be likely, guys. So, um, so uh, next, a left back prospect. All right, out of Augsburg, Philip Max. Are we familiar? No. Barely. People are saying a lot of good stuff about this guy. All right? People are also saying that he's he's being watched by a lot of uh, the other big teams. All right? Um, I don't know if it's likely we'll get him, but everything I'm seeing points to this being a really good prospect. And if we can somehow <coughs> lure him in to pl- to come to us, uh, to possibly split time, split time with Leighton Baines for a little while and eventually take over, um, that would be great. I feel like any left-back reinforcement, you know, I think, I think most Evertonians would welcome with open arms because, you know, we've seen how fragile we are in that position, you know, having to play Kuko Martina mm-hmm. on the left side, which it, 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 even when you watch him play, it doesn't look natural. So, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be all for mm-hmm. a prospect left-back coming in. I mean, I know as we've seen midweek against um, Apollon, you know, we've got Harry Charlesley there as well. He looked like he could be Another great prospect at left back, so I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah guys. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the concept of someone, a natural left left sided player, coming in, and uh, I mean, because right now that's not what Kuko is. Kuko's. Let's be honest. Kuko's just playing defense, you know, and he's trying not to get beat. The idea of having somebody with a little bit of swagger back there who can attack and put a ball across, doing the same thing that. That John Joe Kenny is doing on the right, I mean that guy. That guy can put a cross in. Kenny's crosses are just so nice. If we get somebody from the left yeah. doing the same thing, what Leighton Baines really used to do a lot more of, you know, that'd be that'd be nice. All right, um, yeah. this kid seems like he's pretty solid too. So we'll do a little <coughs> research. Maybe come back a little more update. All right. Yeah. Next, if there's a bit more news on that one, we'll, we'll yeah. look back into that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next, Paco Alcacer. All right, rumors, rumors of of him, uh, some kind of move. Uh, I mean, he's it, Valencia, right? Um, I did yeah. watch some of him. All right, uh, he plays striker uh, or center forward, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I don't know, guys. I'm he's a, he's a skilled, good passer, connects play really well. He's not a big guy. Uh, he's a clinical finisher. He reminds me of Sandro, except a little bit better control, but not quite of as explosive of a shot. Yeah, I, I take him. I mean, I, I've, I've watched some of them, and um, you know, I, I, like you say, you know, he seems he seems really good at you know interplay and you know being the kind of leading line on a team that plays good football. So if if that can kind of develop our attack and play, then you know, I'd welcome with open arms. Mm. I, yeah, I just I, I feel like Sandro Ramirez has kind of put me off any sort of Spanish striker coming over. <laughs> I'm sort of the same way, before. isn't that messed up? To, to yeah. like think like that. Yeah, um, but I suppose that's the wrong view to have, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, if, if, if the options there, definitely because we. We need that support up, up, up top, especially a player who seems to be very good. Um, 
explore it, see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to say I don't I don't know about it uh, just because the way we're playing right now, I feel like DCL is in the team right now because he's winning headers and he's connecting play really well and he's getting some assists and he's, and he's finishing some of them, you know? Uh, Nias gets play because he's physical, he's big, he pressures. I don't, I mean, are we the kind of team that can put a smaller center forward in with the system we've got going right now? Would that actually work for us? Yeah, yeah, I feel like David kind of hit the nail on the head. On the head, David mentioning Sandro, like yeah. um, now, now that comes to mind, you know, you, it's it's almost kind of a, a warning, isn't it? Really, because it's mm. like you know, you've had a similar forward before, and look how that's going. Unless, unless you know, the the two of them can kind of manage to coexist and conjure up a bit of form between the two of them. Who knows? But yeah. Yet to be seen, and you know, you know, it might not even happen. So, yeah, I think if we if we can get that physicality up, up there still, Cal, it seems we've been playing that sort of game plan and kind of putting Calvert Lewin in a makeshift kind of role as doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe he's not the best for, even though he's done really well. He, I feel like his game isn't necessarily just that. So if we can get someone in who's a bit, you know, a bit, bit more physical who can play that role mm-hmm. then. That's probably that probably be a bigger target than say this kind of forwards. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna totally agree with that. Next is one that I found a story on that I think they put two and two together by looking at bookies odds. So I don't really know that this is a legitimate possibility. But uh, Aaron Cresswell, who I actually think is a good little left back, um, yeah. the reason that I think they're saying we're connected with him, they mentioned that we're looking at him along with Liverpool. Um, but we're in along with Liverpool, we're both like four to one odds on this. Um, but I can't find any legitimate connections. So I think this may be just kind of looking at bookies and trying to guess one correct, you know? Yeah. Um, he's a good little, little player. If we can figure out a way to get him, I don't know. He's another good left back. He's strong defensively and he puts a good ball in. Yeah. Uh, He always looks like a... He always looks like an angry bastard, doesn't he? He always does. looks like he's pissed off. Always, and like he's lost like twenty pounds, only found five pounds. You know, one of them. Like, but um, yeah, we'll play it. Yeah, like you said, he doesn't have to put a good cross in. I think that's what, that's probably his strongest attribute. You know, mm-hmm. he's sound defensively, but you know, he's got a, he's got a wicked cross on him. So yeah, uh, I'd accept that definitely. Yeah, I I, I don't I'd accept. <laughs> I don't think that one's happening, but hey, if it does, eh. Yeah, we're like, we'll be out. So, uh, next, uh, this one, uh, there was a story about uh, Swansea being connected with this player, uh, but also supposedly we are circling as well. Again, it's just a mention, uh, Abu Bakar in, from Porto. He's a big center forward, tall target man. Um, I don't really know that his numbers have been spectacular in the past, but he, he tends to look the part anyway um, in terms of being a big guy who could probably win a decent amount of, uh, of, uh, of headers. I don't, I don't know a whole lot of, uh, else about him. I did my research on him last year, actually, when we were connected with him before. I know, I, I know the name. I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't watched much of Porto recently. So yeah, me either. I couldn't, I couldn't really you know, tell you. 
his numbers or, you know, his strength. But I, I, as you say, I know he's a big, strong, capable forward. Abubakar is probably one of those that we're connected to, we're interested in. But he's one of those, honestly, the video that I saw, I remember last year anyway, wasn't all that convincing. He just seemed like a big guy. You know, like he'd yeah. be strong on the ball. That's yeah. it. So he's playing in a very good Porto side by all accounts, from what I've been told. Because um, we talked about them today, actually. And um, obviously, Liverpool have drawn them in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be some, no foregone conclusion. And he's meant to be, play a big part in their side. So he must be a good player. Um, and he is very physical, which is what what we need. So, not a bad option if we can if we can have a look at it. So apparently, he had a hat trick over the weekend after doing a little research. Um, so yeah, maybe he's having a good season. Maybe you know what though? <coughs> Every time we've been connected with a lot of these players in the Portuguese league, um, it seems like they want way, way, way more than we're expecting, and uh, we're not willing to do it. So it's because because they're used to the players getting taken, aren't they? So they know that they well with the goal, and we want a lot of the money for it. So yeah, so are. yeah. All right. So next, there's another player I've never seen play from Red Star Belgrade. All right, Richmond Boakye. All right, he's he's from Ghana. He's a forward. He's six foot one, and apparently he's just been banging goals this season. All right, he's another one we've supposedly been watching a lot of. All right. We're not the only ones. I think Chelsea's watching him, some other people. I don't know. The fact that he's scoring goals for fun in the Serbian league, um, I'm trying to figure out what that means. I don't know a whole lot about that team or that league. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure I could probably score a few in that league. Yeah, you, you've just got to be wary of the, the level of competition. I mean, you really, when you're looking at players like that. Yeah. Yeah. They usually do pretty decently in um, Europa League, though, Red Star. You know? So... Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe pile. What? The maybe pile. Oh yeah, big, uh, big maybe, guys. And last, and this is another transfer whisper <coughs> that we have no commentary on whatsoever. Uh, apparently, we're connected with some midfielder in Uruguay uh, named Federico Martinez. Uh, us and a couple other teams. Apparently, he plays for the Liverpool in Uruguay. Yeah, it's such a random, weird little connection, but there's a story about it out there, and you can find it. I know nothing about this person, and frankly, we got burned on the last player we bought from Uruguay. Yeah. Yeah, that poor guy. I feel bad for that dude every time I think about him. Super homesick. (laughs) Oh, man. Tough life. All right, um, but honestly, that is that—that's all the, the the transfer rumors that I could find five minutes before we came on the air here. Okay, five minutes before we recorded here. All right, um, that's, that's the most research you've done all season, isn't it? Five whole minutes. I'm just ripping you out of people. Ah, I ask the words hurt, David. You make me feel bad. Why didn't you love? See, that's how it works. I yeah, feign, I feign pain, and then you're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Ha ha!" I was actually fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's that's it. Transfer rumors are going to be wild and rampant, and we're going to have at least five to ten every week. All right, and ninety uh, percent of them are going to be, you know, crap. 
We'll just keep wading through them. And the longer this goes, the closer it gets time to the window, we'll be able to kind of do more research and figure out which of these names seem like genuine connections and which ones are, are literally just getting your clicks. You know? So, anything else, guys? you guys know about any other rumors? I've no. heard, heard Mitchy Bashway might be going out on loan. No, I just feel like that's <coughs> an option that we should be looking at, really. Mm. Um, I think he could be suitable for Sam and Big to kind of mould him. The last, uh, the last Chelsea striker we got on loan didn't do too bad, did he? Not bad. Uh, but he turned out to be a super dick, so... He did. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's again. You never know what type of striker, what type of forward Big Sam's looking for. I'm not completely sure that that's exactly. The, again, I, I I still think he's going to get some kind of target man. Bachuai seems like someone who's, uh, you know, actually a little bit more like you know, like a little beefier version of Calvert Lewin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like that move. I, I think I like he's good. I don't know. I just want to, yeah. I'm not sure about it though, in terms of like our style of play. I hope. Yeah. I just don't know how he is in the air. Uh, I know he's really clinical and very skilled. And you know what? He's actually one of the more funny, charming people on Twitter too. You know? Personality is good. Yeah, we like it. That counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's personality first, then I'll be playing the football pitch, just like our ladies. All right, so that's it. We've 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 dug through this long enough. We played in the dirt uh, with the rumors. Uh, all right, we got it. We got to prep. We got to discuss. There's a game on Wednesday. All right, because we're getting into this holiday season and the games are just flying. All right. So many of them, maybe too many, and I don't care. Cause I love it. Don't know. Right? Yeah, well, you're not getting beat. It's actually way fun when they play, isn't it? Yeah. For a while it was, I was dreading the weekends, but now we're doing all right there for the fall season. Shit, we gotta play again. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. This is nice, you know. Um. So uh, Wednesday, Newcastle. All right. Um. So just to go into their form really quick, this is the part where I rattle off a bunch of shit. Um, most recently, they lost to Leicester 3-2 to on a late own goal. All right. Um, they scored first in that game. Very much, I think they scored first against Chelsea as well, didn't they? Um, yeah. So that's two straight games where they've scored early and ended up losing. They lost to Chelsea 3-1. All right. They're currently 16th with 15 points. They are one of those teams we are actually ahead of. I like saying that. That's, that's refreshing, you know. Uh, the lineup that they could very, very possibly go with. Uh, Darlow, Yedlin, Lachelle, Lejeune, Manquillo, Hayden, Marino, Richie, Joselu, uh, Atsu, and Gale. All right? They also might go with uh, Mitrovic. They might go with Mitrovic. They may throw him in there. Um, maybe, maybe try to grab something on a set play. Um, also, you may see a Jose Perez thrown in there. All right? Um, they've got they've got some they've got some players, you know. And Rafa has uh, has you know made them into a respectable side, uh, mm. but they're on a little bit of a downturn lately. They started off strong yeah. and they're they're falling, and we yeah, happen to fa- not be. Yeah. All right. 
when you look back at the start of the season, they didn't really didn't really play that many great sides, and now mm. I think they're getting found out a little bit when they're facing some tougher sides. And I don't I don't really know why Benitez is considered like a legend already. There he hasn't. I know he brought them back up, but. Mm. He hasn't really, he hasn't really done much for them yet, has he? And I think they're going to struggle this year. I'm being totally honest. Hmm. Like, um, like you say, Jerry, they've got some good. They've got that. They have got some. You know, they've got some some players there. I mean, you know, Dwight Gales found the net twice. I think in his last two games, they haven't won in, but they haven't won in seven. You mm-hmm. know, so that kind of, that kind of indicated the kind of a problem amongst the team. And I mean, I, I watched that game against Leicester. And it's like they were the, their own worst enemy at times. Kind of a bit like Everton in a sense earlier on in the season. I mean, kind of a bit on self-destruct mode. I mean, Iosi Perez scoring their own goal in yeah. the 86th minute, you know. I did think just things aren't going well for them. And, you yeah, know, yeah. I hope hopefully the kind of run continues because I know Everton have got a trend of being a team where... If, if you haven't been doing so good, Everton will come along and help you out. Maybe give you a point or three. So, you know, hopefully we kind of carry on their misery. Yeah, I think I think when you're when you can when you're still scoring goals but losing games, I think that's that's very worrying. And we know better than anyone. Yeah, you know, um, this season some of the Martinez years as well. We we seem to score two or three every game, but we're still getting losing. Uh, I think Newcastle in that trend, and as Max said, we are everyone's best mate when they're in. Some times are hard, aren't we? But I fancy us this time. I think we're there, we're in good form, and there for the there there for the taking. Yeah, I I think we're tough to score on right now. You yeah. know, I think that's uh, three shutouts and then one goal allowed versus one of the most potent offenses in in the league. Uh, Europe. Yeah, they're they are. So so I think our defense is starting to look pretty staunch. Our team defense, not just our back line, but yeah. the entire team is defending well. Yeah. Um, so if we can hold them to one or fewer goals, so one or none basically, and uh, and and we've been scoring every game lately, finding a way. You know, I I don't know, guys. Uh, I think this is this is doable. I, I actually, I'm I'm not feeling like I used to, when when we were the uh, the down the down trending team's best friend. I don't feel like that right now. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, before we get to our predictions, because I was like this close to like laying down a prediction, I'm like, wait, that's out of order. You know, <laughs> I was I was like an inch that's away. Thank you. Gotta keep that OCD in line. That's right. Yeah, there's a way we do things here. All right, we have a protocol. All right, uh, line up. Who wants to start? Do you want me to start, or do you want to start? I'll do mine just because it's really quick, unchanged. I, I wouldn't change it at all. Hold on. From last game, the starting or other games? The, the derby. Would you leave me ass in there? No, sorry. I I, I would change it actually. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to change it, except I might change it. Um, I should have really cleared it up. I, I, I wouldn't change it from the team that say finished or come out for the second half. I think we had this, the second half team was spot on. Um, 
yeah, I'd like to see that second half team again. I wouldn't write in the ass again off. Um, I would give him another run, but maybe let's use him for lesser games. And that the team who come out at half time in Anfield, I think, should be the be the side that we start with. I agree. I I, I do agree. I, I just feel like there are a few tweaks in there that need to be made from from Sunday. Um, but I think top. I do like I do like Tom Davies, but he just didn't have the the, the best of games, and maybe he just needs to sit out. I, I, I don't know. Possibly, you know, bringing bringing Schneider and start starting because he does look like he's been playing well yeah. since since Big Sam's took over. Um, so so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably I'm learning in place in the ass in in the Calvert Lewin the chance to lead the line again. Yeah, yes. I want to point this out. I wrote down my lineup. Um, it is literally the exact same thing these two guys said. Literally. All right. Look at my really hard-to-read writing. Yeah, that right there, it's the exact same lineup, all right? Great uh, uh, Pickford, Kenny, Holgate, Jags, Martina, Ghana, Schneiderlin, Rooney, Siggy, Lennon, DCL. You know? Uh, yeah, and I, I would I would really like to see Nias come in later on in the second half just as I still think he's a good impact sub. I think you throw his yeah. energy and strength on in the, at the end of the game, and I think they won't be very prepared for it. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I have faith in this team. I do. I'd 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 love to see, particularly against these, obviously, with them not being in the best of form. Maybe that means even changing the starting lineup. But I'd love to see Luckman and Blasic get get minutes as well. Yeah, yeah. Second half, I'd be great with it. In the second half, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. Um, I I do think he's. He's trying to show. He's trying to get have some consistency, you know. Yeah. And I think he realized with that first team, that first half team, that it wasn't as effective as he was expecting when he changed it up. And then he was like, you know what? I'm gonna bring it back second half, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and I'm a huge Davies guy. Anybody who's been watching this show for a long time knows, love Davies, and he's he's like my kid's favorite player, you know. Um. But uh, he hasn't had the best run. For a little while here, not, not bad. He'll be okay at some point. Throw Schneiderlin in there, see what happens. I still am not lately. Yeah. I'm still not convinced on Schneiderlin, honestly. Um, but I think we have been stabilizing when he played lately. Yeah. Hard to disagree with that completely. Yeah. Um, so predictions. I, I'm going out on one here. I, I think Evan, they're going to win three 0 Hmm. 3-0. 3-1. Yeah. You said what? 3-1. 3-1. I'm going to say 2-0. I think we're going to shut them out. I yeah. think we're going to shut out. Uh, clean sheet, actually. I said shut out like Americans speak. This isn't, yeah. It's a clean sheet. No, you, you can get away with shut out. Can, can you do that? That's okay, yeah. Ah, great. I feel, like that, I, feel, I feel like that one's being translated over here, too. Nice. Nice. Uh, maybe we'll get two PKs. Does that translate? <laughs> it doesn't. A little PK alert. <laughs> oh, I like it. I, I'm, I'm going to try and get it going at the match. I'm just going to drop it in conversation and see if anybody pulls me. <laughs> They'll be like, "Oh, you've been you've been listening and watching that American, haven't you?" And they're like, "Wait a minute, I'm on <laughs> yeah. with him. I'm the one telling him not to say that." <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say, "Well, we can't tell because that fucking." 
uh, camera that you use to record. <laughs> oh, so you're, oh, oh, you're Pixel Dave, are you? <laughs> yeah, Pixel yeah, that's me, yeah. That's amazing. That's me. <laughs> oh, Mystic Max and Pixel Dave. Oh, yeah. oh and we, we should point out that Max's streak was broken. Thank, yeah. Thankfully. I, I, I did say my Derby one wouldn't work. I didn't even want to give it. We forced me. <laughs> They didn't even want to give a prediction for the Derby. They made me do it. <laughs> well, of course. But no, I'm glad. I'm glad you were wrong on this one. You know what I mean? It's a, plus, oh it, plus, it takes the pressure off you. Now you don't feel yeah. the burden of having to know everything before it happens. Yeah. Trust me, you don't want that. Unless we went 3-1, in which case you'll think, fucking hell, Then it goes back it. to normal, yeah. And then we're like, oh, he picked that last time so we'd stop pressuring him. He was just faking. He knew the real score. Uh, all right, I think I think we're prepped for Newcastle now. All right. Um, uh, one last thing: there is an American in the starting lineup, maybe for Newcastle. DeAndre Yedlin. That's a thing. All right. Oh, and uh, familiar uh, Atsu, Christian Atsu, familiar player. All right. He's actually starting in the Premier League, and I don't think anybody uh, who watched us play when he was on our team would have thought that at the time. Never. So. I'm, I'm glad for him. Seems like a super sweet guy, though. You know what I mean? Doesn't he seem nice? You know? Uh, but he's, wor- he's worked his way back. That's cool. All right. So, anyway, Wednesday, that's what's going to happen. All right? Uh, so, yeah. That is it for our Newcastle preview. And that's it for the big show. If you've been listening via podcast, you're, you're just nice, aren't you? All right? Uh, try subscribing to the podcast and rate it if you can do so. All right? If you're digging the videos, please subscribe. All right? Uh, like, comment. What do you think is going to happen in the Newcastle match? We'd love to hear from you. We respond to all these people. All right? Um, so, yeah, check out David's writing on the Sportsman and the Toffee Blues website. Check out Max's writing on the Toffee Blues website. Check out the Toffee Blues website. Check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah. I think my plugging's done. I'm excited about this. All right. Yeah. So... so no more. The show's over. Uh, let's kick some ass on Wednesday. Yay. All right. Yes. Bye. <laughs>